Hello, hello. Welcome to the Unlocking Unstoppable Love podcast. I am your host, Sacred Walker, here kicking off our Legacy Builders edition for the month of February. Oh my gosh, we have an amazing treat. The amazing, gorgeous goddess that you see and hear before you today joining us is Nikita Thigpen. I am so proud to have known this powerhouse of a woman, award-winning author, CEO of Balance and Relationship Management Institute, and amazing balance and relationship advisor, and pioneer of the Balance Boldly podcast. I am so excited. Can we all give a wonderful round of applause for the amazing Nikita? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Sacred. You know, it's so hard to not smile when you're talking because your your smile is infectious. So for those of you who can't see Sacred right now, and if you're listening to this and not visually seeing it, I am literally, my cheeks are hurting listening to you <laughs> and, you know, patting myself on the back because I'm like, yes, yes, I did do that. I did do that. Thank you. <laughs> And the accolades go on and on and on. So honestly, you cheesing right now for me to cheese. And you, for those who are not able to see this, you need to hop on over to IGTV and see this glowing red lipstick that is happening right now on this powerhouse of a woman. So I just want to acknowledge that today we have an expert who's going to be kicking off this series. And we're going to be really focusing in on how do we achieve clarity? confidence building and reclaiming your authentic voice as we slay to 2022, because as we all know, 2021, 2020, even 2019 has been a doozy, right? And so it might've kicked up your imposter syndrome. It might've kicked up, how do you even move forward? How do you even find a sense of direction, right? And so whether you are a powerhouse executive as this amazing expert in working with amazing married women who are executives in their own right, powerhouse pioneering, who are just needing extra support along the way, or you are someone who is wondering, can I do it? I want to be married someday, right? Can I have it all? Can I have space to find balance, to feel clear, to move forward? We're going to be exploring and, and, and diving right in. So I want to just really thank you again, Nikita, for bringing your expertise to the table to this conversation. Thank you, Sacred. I am honored to be here with you. Hopefully your new listeners will get to see just how incredible you are because the listeners that have been following you from various shows and interviews and your own achievements have always known your dopeness. And I am in good company right now. I will say that. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And to hear the word dopeness right now, I am singing. I'm like, I'm in dope mutual company. So <laughs> let's, let's dive in because right now we're both acknowledging that you know, that our connection is beautiful and we're going to invite everyone who is listening yes. to go ahead and grab that tea, grab that water, go ahead and center yourself, right? Exactly. You're prepared, right? Mm -hmm. Center yourself and get ready to just land on. And we're going to take a moment right now to bless our time together, right? Because this sisterhood is a blessing. But we want to really invite in our higher selves. So I want to ask right now, Nikita, being that you are both a coach, a minister, a therapist, uh, and, and an executive and a pioneer, I want to invite right now if you can give a moment to give us a blessing. Absolutely. Take a deep cleansing breath for all that are listening. Just clear your energy, relax your shoulders, your hands, your arms, your knees, wiggle your toes if you must. We are so grateful, thankful, and honored to be in the space where we can hear have mobility of our limbs, cognition of our mind, be in a space where we have another moment to not only take a cleansing breath, but to be here to impact, improve, and influence another moment. 
another human, another love, another life. We are grateful and thankful for all that we have received up until this point, and especially thankful for what is to come. I honor this space and this moment as a sacred space, pun intended, for vulnerability, for strength, for clarity, for confidence, and for unstoppable love as we take in this love medicine that is clearly curated and produced by Sacred Walker. We honor her as the host and the producer, the co-creator of this space that opens and invites all of us in and to entertain all that we are supposed to receive as good and limitless power. Mm. Amen. 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 Beautiful, beautiful mother. Father God, I want to thank you for this beautiful soul in front of us today. I want to pray that that powerful anointing that was just given may continue just to touch the Kita from head to toe. That we know as you move through all of the powerful work that she has done over these years, that everyone who is able to be gifted with this moment may receive it as a gem. Thank you for planting the seeds into the heart, minds, and souls. And thank you for Nikita's yes. Again and again. Ashe, amen, and so it is. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Okay. 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 Which has created this very podcast, right? Yes. You can't unlock unstoppable love without going to the source. Mm-hmm. So now that we've done that, tell me a little bit about why the topic of achieving clarity, achieving confidence, and really reclaiming your voice. Why that is important to you? Yeah, I honestly have to say that right now, at least over the last, I'll go back to 2019 because that was the, the year that I think everyone felt the shift. There, there was a shift and it wasn't a shift that we nece- necessarily thought we were creating, but we were because of our energies and what we were doing and not doing and our actions and inactions. But over the last couple of years, there has been such a curated consciousness. And I don't say this in a good way that mm-hmm. everyone feels that they, not everyone, many people feel mm-hmm. that they have to posture and pretend and show up as the glitterly sparkly size of themselves on everything from the Instagrams and the Twitter spaces and and clubhouses and all the things that they've lost themselves. So you stop being able to know who you are because you're looking at what the next person on your left to the right or in front of you is doing. And you got disconnected as a human, we got disconnected from ourselves. This curated consciousness that's coming from other people's lives, like, oh, they, they wear a lot of blue and they look amazing. I need to add blue to my brand. Oh, this person, you know, seems to sing and dance and, and twerk and their, you know, informational videos. I need to do that too. And all of a sudden your brands, your life, your houses, your apartments, your cars are representation of other people's pretensions Mm -hmm. and pretending. And that bothers me in my soul. Because I know that underneath all of that, when those people are sleeping at night, they are unhappy, they are having anxiety attacks, they're dealing with panic attacks, they're in the loop of analysis paralysis constantly, and they're they're losing all of who they were supposed to be in this moment, as well as who they're becoming. So by the time they come to us at Big Pro, they're like, listen, I technically on paper, 
I have a great life, right? I have the cars, the houses, the whatevers, the portfolios, the investments. Maybe I do or don't have the relationship, but I feel disconnected. I feel lost. And I'm seeing this pattern explode over the last couple of years. And it's by all means for everyone listening, this is not a judgment of, you know, people trying to do better for themselves. It's a judgment of you doing better for someone else and not doing it for yourself or forgetting that you used to sing, you used to dance, you used to love playing tennis, you used to love sweating and sparkling. And now you're comparing yourself because you're like, well, I don't have Megan the styling in me, so I can't do that anymore, right? Like we're, we're putting ourselves in these boxes that are stifling and suffocating us. And I don't want any human, but especially my people, I don't want you to suffer. So this is a absolutely crucial topic that we have to discuss. Beautiful, beautiful. I appreciate you bringing in this kind of comparison that happens, right? That you're really speaking into, yeah. you know, what are the ways that these are challenges? Mm-hmm. And especially because now we've been in this quarantine place on and off mm-hmm. that we are zoomed in on what others are doing online. And then that, you know, that will get kicked up. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, how it is that you uniquely bring your gifts to this area when you see that folks come and they want to not fall into those places of dwindling and feeling like the panic attacks and the different areas are taking over. What is the unique expertise you have in working with these challenges? Yeah. So my best in the world's gift, I would say, you know, and I separate this from my anointing gift on purpose for a reason, I'll get to that. My best in the world gift is really co-creating these transformational paradigm shifts with people, right? Like they wanna shift out of whatever place that they were in that's no longer serving them for whatever reason. Maybe it helped them survive. Maybe it helped them, you know, get to another milestone, but right now it's stifling them and they no longer feel connected to who they want to be. And I say that very intentionally as well as who they're becoming. So one of my best gifts is being able to help them shift, but they have to be a part of the process, right? And as a balance and relationship advisor, I can't separate the two. You have to balance in order for you to have healthy relationship with yourself with your forever lover, if that's what you aspire to do, with your children, your parents, your kids. It's a relationship intimacy, 360 degrees. And I am gifted at helping people recalibrate that. My anointing is absolutely in helping people claim their right to be more intentionally selfish. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's hard for people to digest because they hear selfish and they're like, oh no, I'm about self-love. In order for you to have self-love, you gotta be selfish about your time and your space, and you need to make room for more of what you need as well as what you want. And being intentionally selfish about that is not about being in your ego or you know, pushing people away, telling people they're not as good as you or any of that. It's about making space, that personal intimate gift for yourself to create your peace, to do the personal development work that I know that you do with couples and individuals, to be able to forgive yourself, to have room away from all the noise, to love on you in order to have self-love, you have to be intentionally selfish. And somewhere along the way, we lost the right to that because the world told us that selfishness was bad. They said it was bad. Um, And a little history lesson for everyone listening, In the early 1600s, it was a Pentecostal, a white Pentecostal bishop who said selfish was a bad word when women were coming to him saying, we want a way to tell our husbands no when we don't want to have sex. 
And he said, under no unequivocated terms, you are selfish if you do not give to your husband whenever he wants you, except for if you are on your cycle, your menses, and of course they use other words at the time, or if you are in labor. That's the word that we hold ourselves captive to right now, that a white man who was not married told women that you have to give yourselves whenever your husband at the time, no matter how he treats you, no matter what's going on, no matter if your body is ailing, no matter if you're just not in the mood, that you have to do this or you're selfish. And because we know the churches had access to the lexicon, it got into our dictionary and became a word that we use. And now we hold each other captive to that, including our own ability to forgive ourselves and do the work. Because we're like, we're so busy. We're rewarded by being busy, booked and busy all the time. We're not rewarded for pausing. And I know you take pauses all the time too, where you're like, I'm going to make sure that I have space. I'm going to go to Key West or wherever it is that I'm going to go to make sure that I can do my work on myself so I can be the best sacred. And I, you know, I do the same thing with my six week self-lovecations. That's my right to be intentionally selfish for six weeks every year to make sure that I have room to not only be the best I can be, but that I can show up honest and true with clarity and confidence when I'm working with people and I'm not projecting my stuff on my clients because I didn't make space for it because I was so booked and busy. I appreciate everything that you're saying, especially around the forgiving ourselves, right? Creating space when we realize how does resentment get built if I don't create space to be able to look within and given that history lesson around I'm actually saying no to intimacy, but I don't have that right, you know, and what does that look like? And as you know, I speak a lot about worth. Yes. You know, where do you find a sense of worth when you feel like you are not worthy of unlocking the unstoppable love within you? So that stops you. And I feel like you're speaking into that. It reminds me of clients that I've worked with that have been both either lesbian mm-hmm. or have been heterosexual who will reach out and feel like, you know, they've been the prime person, usually the, the eldest They take care of everybody. Everyone comes to them Mm -hmm. and oftentimes have a hard time understanding how to navigate feeling like their time doesn't get all consumed by family or feeling like, what if I say yes to getting married or being in a relationship? And if I don't show up with the body, like making this down, you know, I'm not constantly on, then Mm -hmm. I will not be loved and appreciated for who I am. Can I have both space for my role? as a leader, while also having space for my love and their space for yes and no. So they don't know sometimes what direction to head in. Yeah. And I feel like in working together and even in, in seeing the dynamic work that you've done in the transformative work, on the other side, there's so much clarity, so much, this is how I know now how to create that space. Absolutely. Right? But unpacking the layers of it is so important. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, how you feel you have served people mm-hmm. to move through that transformation where the messages from the outside are saying you are not even worthy right and there's history in that too i love the fact that you're referencing that what it, you know you are not worthy of carving out this time mm-hmm. to find the clarity to reconnect to your confidence so that you can reclaim your voice what are some of the things that you would say have you found effective with the communities you serve yeah i would honestly say that i have to bring everybody back to the b word Mm. which in this case happens to be balance. You know, I don't like that other one. I, I, I'm not one of those people who reclaimed it now, but go ahead, balance. Okay. <laughs> I had 
to catch myself because I realized that sound. Um, but balance, because you know from the work we've done and all, all the different things that we've spoken about, that for me, balance is a formula. It is your truth, admitting the truth of what you really want for yourself in this particular moment of your life as you aspire to become that 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, maybe 10.0 version of yourself over the boundaries you create to achieve that truth as your reality. So I have to bring people back to their foundation. And once we get back, because again, we get lost, right? We get lost in being a businesswoman or a businessman. We get lost in being an entrepreneur, lost in this relationship, lost in no longer being in a relationship. We feel like we don't have an identity anymore because we used to be the couple and now we're the single or whatever the case is. All the loss that's constantly happening shakes us from who we really are at our core. So I have to bring people back. So I always ask people, what do you really want? What do you need? Who are you wanting to become? All right. I want to be a mogul. That, that's what I want. I want to have a suite of seven businesses and have libraries with our, our name on it as we build our legacy. Like, this is what I want. So I say, okay, it, you know, just as an example, what boundaries need to be put in place? Because that cousin that keep calling you and speaking to you for three hours every day, how are you building your empire when you're on a phone call for three hours talking about the same thing we've been talking about for 10 years because she really doesn't want your advice. He, do- he really doesn't want you to give anything but your time and time is the most precious thing you have. So we have to put some boundaries around expectations of others, right? As you know, an example, we have to put some boundaries on the expectations of ourselves, those private expectations that we don't tell anybody about, but we know, or it's this checklist, this invisible checklist that we're holding ourselves accountable to and then punishing ourselves for, because for some reason we can't go through the list because the list no longer applies. When we were 22, maybe the list to do X, Y, Z by 25 applied. Well, now we're 35. Now we're 50. That same list cannot be representative of where we're going. So we have to break through literally. We have to get them honestly to break down. I know that sounds odd, but we have to support them in their breakdown so they can break open and then we can get to the breakthrough. It's a a whole kind of upside down triangle process, but it's really the only way to do it because otherwise we're just building on top of toxicity. We're building on top of the fact that they already can't breathe and we're adding more weight to it if we're not addressing the root of the issue. And that's where a lot of the clinical expertise comes in, which I know you relate to as well. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And I love what you just said about how are you building on top of the toxicity, right? If the ground is not feeling sturdy, How are you building on top of that? And then how is that turning into high blood pressure? Are you going to the doctor and wondering, why is it that my heart aches, but they're saying they're not finding anything? Mm -hmm. Or if you have sickle cell, or if you have multiple other things that are going on, our bodies need to know that we're going to keep our stress levels down so our nervous systems can be in balance, right? When you're showing up, you're not moving from that place of pain on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I'm really hearing that you speak to, and I want to just touch in a little bit more deeply is you know, some of the misconceptions, mm-hmm. some of yeah. the misconceptions that, it, that come with, what does it mean for you to show up in the world? You know, right now there's this big point around being a boss mm. or as a boss or, mm-hmm. you know, leveling up as a boss. That's a really big spin, but we don't really talk about what does it mean to show up as a boss on the other side of, you know, having a disagreement, 
What does it mean to show up as a boss on the other side of finding out that you, you know, need to talk through something with your child or need to make sure that you can create space for your husband who's like, hey, we haven't had time. What does it mean for you to love on you and love on the world at the same time? In balance, I don't have that. And so I want, I would love to hear from you some of the misconceptions and what are some, maybe, you know, a way that you feel is important for us to address that as we come to our time. Yeah, I would say if I had to sum it up in a phrase, it would be to be aware of your personal flaws. Because what we're really good at in this boss culture is pointing the finger, right? And you and I know we've seen it at all kinds of leadership trainings. When you point one finger, three are pointing back at you, right? Like this is what's happening. But we do it all the time because we have this misconception that being a boss is flossing and, and having all the things, all the things, whatever those material things are for you, the Ted Baker dresses and skirts, which are cute, by the way. I'm not mad at Ted Baker, okay? But, you know, you feel like if I'm not rocking a $1,000 dress, then I'm, I'm not on the level. You can rock a $30 dress. It could be a thrift store dress and you could still go in and close that million dollar deal without question. If you have clarity about what you're doing and you're confident in your ability to produce whatever the outcome is that you're selling or sharing. The same way you can have that clarity and confidence when you're walking in the bedroom in a t-shirt instead of having some $400 piece of lingerie on that's going to get ripped off in three minutes if you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So like that part. <laughs> right? There, there's all of those kind of outward projections of what's expected. But how about the reality to your point of those difficult, crucial conversations that are happening when things aren't going well? The fact that you can spill tea all over yourself. Okay, hashtag that. I did that, y'all. I spilled tea all over myself while I was preparing for this interview and still show up fully. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. being able to, so to speak, make a mess and be able to stand in it, do what you need to do and clean it up after not being afraid to say that I fumbled or I made a mistake and still not take away from your power. Because the same way that I could be on a personal phone call with my friend, Sacred Walker and cry my heart out and share some tears, she still knows. And I know she's a dope balance of relationship advisor. And I know absolutely who I can refer her to because the two don't have to be these extraneous separate things you can be in a space around other strong enough to be vulnerable people. I cannot press upon that enough, strong enough to be vulnerable people that can see all of your greatness and love you anyway, and refer to you anyway, and confide in you anyway, and not judge you because you shared something with them that other people can't handle because it takes away from this curated life that they see on wherever, Instagram or Facebook. So be aware, be aware of what your own flaws are and either choose to fold them in and honor them for what they are. You know, I have a little bit of a, it's not quite a list, but sometimes I talk a little funny and and my tongue gets tied. It's just a part of who I am. So now I make it, I make up words and I call them Nikita-isms. I don't try to hide it. I'm like, yeah, I just made up that word, but you knew what I was saying, right? And then we just kind of go with it and that's it. Or you can choose to fix the flaw that you know is actually not serving you, that you, it doesn't make sense to fold in because it's not helping you in any way, personally or professionally. So know them, be aware of your personal flaws and then choose to fold them in and make it, you know, embrace it or choose to fix it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was 
right on part. And I love that you were saying strong enough to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, as we're coming to our time now, I want us to lean into that because I know even for me and a lot of the folks that I've served, it was a hard, long road to know that it was okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And it was okay to know when to show up as the powerhouse lioness. I call her London. Let's come in like, and she serves many places in the boardroom and the bedroom, honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Bring yes. back. Bring back. Bring back. But you know when to show up in that powerhouse of a place, and when to know when to not have that voice on, say with a significant other. Yeah. When to be able to say, "Oh my, you know, my tone. Did did I did I share that in a way that was? Did that hurt? You know, mm-hmm. how can I check in? Mm-hmm. When there's a way place to be soft and to know." That, that won't be used against us because it's many of us come with histories, mm-hmm. right? Of what it means to be clear, confident, and reclaim your voice. And without it can be loud sometimes, but it doesn't need to be loud to be heard. That's right. What does that what does that look like? So can you, as we come to our time now, just give three tips? Yeah. Three Absolutely. Tips of how to of how to work with you and also how to manage some of the things we've talked about. Yeah, I will say the first one is to be able to receive feedback because you hit that dead on. I was honestly trying not to jump around and shake my maracas in the in the camera while you were saying that. Being able to receive feedback is even more crucial than being brilliant and brave enough to give it to other people, right? If we can't receive, if we're not willing and ready to do that, then we're also not willing and ready to grow. And I don't want to work with anyone that isn't ready to grow because what's the point? I don't need false or stuffed testimonials. I need you to be my real next success story to be able to walk into that next level of yourself and say, you know what? I worked with the team at Big Pro and we shifted my entire life, my world, my bedroom intimacy was amazing, but so was my communication intimacy. So was my conflict intimacy. So was my recreational intimacy. I know how to play, not just with other people. I can play well by myself. That is, that lights my fire on so many levels. To your second question about another tip is making room for spaciousness. A lot of people say that they want more, they want it all, they'll use all these kind of antiquated terms, but when it really gets down to it, they haven't made space. They haven't looked at, I have this activity that I do with my clients where we look at, we kind of create a parking lot and a building and then an internal room. The parking lot are the people that you might just be colleagues with, right? Like who are those people that you don't mind sharing a lunch with or a drink with, but you're not quite ready to bring them into your building, into your home yet, your heart. You're not going to share all your secrets with them, right? Like, and they might not be invited to the, the, the smaller things, but you like them. You like them enough to be in a, in a space with them, but you're not going to necessarily open up your life to them. Pulling people into the building helps you see, well, who are these people I might want to collaborate with that I might want to refer to, call upon, share a little of my vulnerability with? Because you don't have to share everything. You don't have to get completely emotionally naked with Tom, Dick, and and John, right? Like we wanna we wanna choose. Is Tom worthy or is Tina worthy? Like, let's be clear with we get to choose who those people are. And then you have an inner room. There should not be a ton of people in your inner room. If it is, you have to really look at, are you a people pleaser? And that you're just afraid to tell people they're not allowed in this room. Half them people shouldn't even know it is an inner room for them to enter into, okay? And there is a table within that room that specific people sit at as your advisors, personally, as well as professionally, that you know you can call on and say, hey, girl, I really need you to tell me the truth. And that's exactly what you want to get. 
And those things are really crucial. So for people to be able to get access to me that way, they just simply go to our website at thinkpro.com and there's a calendar to book a call. One of our certified success architects or perhaps myself, if you're lucky, will get on the call with you and we'll just have 20 minutes to really just kind of go through how we can build better together. Perfect. Perfect. So that's thigpro, T-H-I-G-P-R-O.com. And then I believe it's Ask Nikita on Instagram. Yes. Ask Nikita. So do make sure to reach out to connect and make sure that you get an opportunity to work with one of her amazing architects. Architects, I mean, such a gift. So I want to honor your time in honor of being balanced and our time together. Thank you all so much for joining Unlocking Unstoppable Love. If you have not done so already, go ahead and subscribe below, follow, circle back and reach out to Nikita for continued, continued dynamic support. Thank you so much. And have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye.